0: up guys welcome back to another episode of the young entrepreneur show i am here with nick robbins nick is a seven figure agency owner and a founding partner of btop local specializing in helping medical clinics get more patients he's also the leader of the crusader nation helping you know agency owners scale with marketing and sales to you know seven figures so nick thanks for taking the time to come on man welcome to the show
1: you got it. You're super excited to be here, man. Ready to jump in.
0: Awesome. Just before we, you know, dive into kind of your backstory, can you give, um, you know, listeners a little bit more context on, you know, you and, and what you're up to right now?
1: Yeah. So right now, my main focus is scaling our our agency, our medical marketing agency, making mm-hmm. a lot of plays there, um, turning my agency into more of a SAS model SAS agency, which we can talk about. I don't know if that's a, a buzzword that you or your audience is familiar with right now, but, uh, we've been really hitting that hard scaling that up. And then I also, at the same time I run agency crusaders, right? Which is a consulting program that is a byproduct of my agency. I take everything I want over in the agency space and I go share it with a bunch of people so that we can all go out there and build better agencies. Um, when I was getting started in this game, there was no help anywhere. There was no Facebook groups, nothing. And, so I decided, you know, I wanted to build a community that I wish I would have had. And so far it's been, you know, a lot of fun and it makes it really easy because I just take what's working in the field and go share it with people. So that's what I've been up to right now.
0: Dude, that's awesome. And I want to dive back to that, you know, when you were getting started out, it sounds like you said there was no, you know, coaching, there was no Facebook groups, things, how they're so prevalent now. What was that like? And when were you getting started out yeah, uh, with so your agency or business?
1: Yeah, great question, man. So, I just want to take you back before I actually started the business because, you know, there's always people who are kind of on that fence do I go all in? Do I not? How deep do I take this thing, right? When they get started in entrepreneurial career. So, I actually got started in my career after I graduated college was in professional sports. So, I worked in the NBA and then I worked in the NFL and I was in sales. And a couple of years into sales, I'd always felt like this this gnawing inside that I could do more. I could become more, I could, you know, build more. Um, I got started getting obsessed with personal development, which I'm sure we're going to talk about here in, in a little bit. Um, and one year it was actually, I remember the day it was December 14th, 2014 and I got my estimated w two for the year. And I was the number one sales rep for an NFL franchise in my, on my staff. And the total money I was going to make was $43,000 including commissions in the NFL. Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and let's just say I saw that within a month, I had actually quit my job and moved out to Utah to go start a business with my business partner. He was my business partner. He is my best partner now, and I uh, have never looked back since he actually flew out for that new year's of that year. And you know, after a couple, couple of drinks, he was like, dude, I need a sales partner. I know this digital marketing thing. And, uh, I was like, screw it. You only live once. Let's go. And, uh, you know, quit my job, moved across the country. And man, for the first year, it was brutal. Um, It was rough getting started. There was no start your own agency course, start your own Shopify, mentors, any of that type of stuff, right? Like the closest thing we had were some communities on inbound.com if anyone remembers that and then the Moz SEO community were like the only things that I could find out there. And I struggled. Mm -hmm. I didn't make a sale for a year, bro, a year, literally. Like I one whole year and then Billy Jean who I'm sure, you know, Billy Jean is marketing my, my, my man, love Billy. Um, I actually invested in one of his courses and looking back, the course was, uh, the production on was pretty poor, but there was an idea in there that escalated us and after a year of no sales, we went from zero to seven figures in 10 months because I kind of just figured it out
0: at that point. Wow. There's so much to unpack there. Um, the first thing that I want to ask, I do want to ask like what that idea was in that course. But before I do, what like kept you going through those months of just like no sales? Cause I'm sure being the top sales rep for that NFL franchise, sure. You weren't, you know, making a ton of money, but you were closing sales. It's you would have to have been. So it how did you keep brutal. yourself? Yeah. You know, what
1: kept me going. Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, Earl Nightingale, Eric Thomas. Every single motivational video you could ever find on YouTube, I latched onto their stories. I believed them when they talked about the difficult part being the hardest, the, the first part being the hardest, because that's where most people give up. And I'd seen that in other areas of life. I'd seen that on in the bucks, and I've seen that you know, in just other areas of my life. And so that was a huge part of it. Another part that was big was I'm blessed. Uh, my cousin, this is kind of a weird tangent, but my cousin is essentially a professional gambler. And so I was able to keep the lights on by betting on daily fantasy sports, DraftKings and FanDuel. And so I was betting on basketball and MLB so like and I would work from like 5 until 3 on the agency and then from like 4 until 10 p.m. gambling. And I had I charged $2,000 to a credit card and I was trying to eke out like 100 bucks profit a night. Fortunately, I made it through, but it was really what kept me going was all the mentors and all the people I was listening on YouTube. I just this unshakable belief that's like, you know what? If I ever do have to throw in the towel, I can go get a sales job wherever I want because I developed a skill set that was worth something. Now, Mm -hmm. during that time, I started to question my ability to sell, but that's a whole different different discussion. But those are the biggest things. If it wasn't for Tony Robbins and those guys, I don't think there's any way I would have continued for the the full year.
0: Wow. That's really incredible. I mean, it it must have been so tough. And, you know, before we dive into the Billie Jean uh, course, because I want to get to that, I want to talk about – You said you had a skill that you know, and I think that's huge when starting out is realizing you got to increase your value and, you know, acquire skills and grow in skills. So let me ask you this. When you were like learning sales, how are you acquiring that skill? And and what was that process? What did it look like for you?
1: Yeah. So first thing that I want to share with with anyone before I get into that and and anyone listening, especially I know you've got the the younger audience and and I love talking with them. Like don't look at careers, look at skill sets, look at building skill sets, because the more that you can put skill sets together, you get exponential returns when you're able to put certain skill sets together, right? The term for this is skill stacking. Um, it's something that, you know, is it, it can lead to exponential returns, which I'll get to in a second. But I had identified in college I actually got a degree in finance. Uh, it took me seven years to get a four year degree, a whole different story on that. I went to like a ton of different colleges, but regardless, and I, and I wanted to get into sales cause I knew it was going to be able to make me money. So first I had to consciously decide I was going to build the skill. It was a very conscious decision. It wasn't something I just fell into. I'm like, well, sales is the highest paid profession in the world. If you're good at it on average. So you should probably learn that. Now how I actually went about learning it. My first job was a debt collector, man. I was calling and collecting debt on the phones. To, oh, it was brutal. Um, getting yelled at, hung up on, and, and even in sports sales, I was making 100 to 150 cold calls a day. And I don't know if you know sports or fall sports much, man, but let's just say that I worked in two of the worst organizations for what was going on at the time that that you can imagine you know with the sacramento kings i worked for them for anybody listening back when the maloofs were trying to move the team out of sacramento so the the team did, they might not even been there and i was trying to sell overpriced tickets for a crappy team and then when i worked with the bucks it was back when they were like 0 and 14 before james winston and they were terrible bucks franchise was great don't get me wrong the people over there are awesome but the team was terrible and it makes it very difficult to sell and you want to get some thick skin sell expensive football tickets to pissed off people in the south who believe that you're out there like playing quarterback. Give those guys a call, you know? They 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 hold they do not hold back. Right. Uh-huh. so the way that I developed this skill set was one, consciously choosing it, two, finding a job where I could actually go out there and get in the field and then three, studying during my downtime. Right. And so I would read all the Zig Ziglar books. I read all the, you know, pitching things in one class and, you know, Tom Hopkins and, and studied all of this stuff. Um, in order to do it, and and I think that it's important that you actually have all three of these factors because if you just study or read, you're never going to gain the skill. If you're not consciously looking to acquire the skill, it's going to be difficult for you to get it. And if you're not actually doing it, then you know how do you actually get better? That's the execution is the only thing that matters at the end of the day. I'm the biggest person of buff in buff there is, but like my big fear is always people just sit there and consume knowledge and don't go do because you learn more from doing anything else.
0: Mm-hmm. Learn from putting that into action, and you're yeah. probably putting what you're learning from Tom Hopkins from yep. you know, Zig Ziglar into action while you're selling these tickets and, and things yep. like that. And I was relentless. I mean, I, I honestly was just, I, I worked
1: 12 hours a day when I was at the Bucks. I mean, it got to a point where I was getting in at like seven, leaving at seven, coming in Saturdays. I wanted to win, right? Like, I mean, it's just a deep fire. I, 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 hunger is something I think we I want to get into, you know, at a certain point here, because I think everyone needs to figure out how to cultivate it and light that fire within. Um, but I wanted more and, and I just wanted to get better. And that was the biggest thing. I didn't believe I was the best, even when I was leading the, the staff. Like the staff I was on, I outsold everybody 40% the last year, right? And, you know, there was a staff of 16 people. And so, like, there's a lot of competition on that. But I, it was just because I would outwork everyone, you know?
0: Yeah. Tell tell me about that. Cause I think hunger is huge because the person, one of my friends says, the person hungriest to learn gets fed the most results. And That's it's a- like, um, like how do you because you i like how you talked about cultivating hunger because something for me like starting out and you know more so like last couple of months things like that i used to think that hunger was something you either had or you don't have but i like how you said cultivating that hunger so can you talk about that a little bit more? I
1: strongly believe everyone has a fire within i think a lot of people lie to themselves and i think that there's a lot of people who are hiding insecurities and self-conscious, which we all have insecurities, myself included. Part of the reason why I'm so wanting to get all this stuff and have the success is because I'm trying to hide insecurities, right? If you say you don't have insecurities, you're a liar. But how to cultivate and grow the hunger, it starts, number one, with belief. And actually being around people who can introduce new ideas into your mind. Right? I've talked a few times about Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, some of these guys, but if they weren't running through my head 24-7 and to and from work every single day, like and started reading them early on, I never would have been able to get to the, the area that I'm in. Um, and it even has an even deeper meaning for me with the hunger type thing, because if you would have known me, geez, I'm getting old, but if you would have known me 15 years ago. Um, probably when I was almost your age. I'm 34. So, But if you would have known me 15 years ago, I was drunk every day. Um, I did every drug known to mankind. I failed at of university. Um, I, had, I was arrested three times in 18 months at one point. And DUIs, substance abuse issues, poly drug abuse, all that type of stuff, right? The last thing in the world anyone probably would have thought was like, oh, that guy's hungry for you know success and all that, right? But what pulled me out of it same thing that kept me going during the, uh, the dark time starting. It was, you know, the Tony Robbins, the Eric Thomas, you know, uh, and, um, Eckhart Tolle, you know, new earth. I'm just thinking of all the, the big books that have had the biggest impact on me. And mm-hmm. what another thing kept me going too was like, well, getting told no over and over again as an entrepreneur is a hell of a lot better than waking up in Sac County jail next to a bunch of people I don't know and not remembering how I got there. So I was like, you know, I was just thankful to be there. Right. So I know I kind of went on a little tangent there, but in order to cultivate that hunger, You've got to feel your vision, and you actually have to be a little pissed off, okay? So one of the the sayings that I live by is that which you tolerate, you eventually have, right? So that – I mean, sorry. That which you do not hate, you eventually tolerate. So like you need to hate certain aspects of your life. If you're overweight, you need to hate that shit, and you need to go out there and raise your standards and get after it, right? That which you do not hate, you will eventually tolerate. Right? So I hated the fact that I was broke. I hated the fact that I had addiction problems with drugs. I hated and I hated it deeply. Not to a point where it kept led me into an anxiety shell, but it gave me the fuel and that energy, right? There's a lot of people, I'm a very very positive guy. I haven't been in fight with people in like 15 years, but you can channel anger. You can channel all these energies to, you know, going out there and getting something done. So, um I really just got sick and tired of tolerating things in life. I'm like, no, I'm not going to tolerate this more. Raise your standards, right? Super simple thing to say, but that's the key to living a better life and get things going. And it really starts with belief and having new ideas dropped in, like listening to this type of show, you know, all that type of stuff. The world needs more people to have their eyes open in what's possible. Because right now, especially, I feel terrible for the young kids who are walking around thinking that they're victims, thinking that there's no opportunity, thinking that the Mm -hmm. rich people are hoarding all the money. Like this idea that billionaires are hoarding the money is insane. The billionaires, they've they've been created in the last 10 years. That means anybody can become one. Like it's literally, it's not like it's been handed down for generations. Like we're living in feudal times with kings and queens. Like the billionaires have all come in the last 20 years. Like that means there's opportunity for everybody. So anyways, long answer to your question. Hunger is super important. Cultivate it, feel it, belief, study, personal development, and then just always picture your vision, right? And know where you're going.
0: Yeah, that's really powerful. And I know that, you know, on the, um, you know, booking page and stuff for this show. And we kind of talked about this begin- before the show, you talk about personal growth and, you know, your mindset and everything is 10 times more valuable than the actual tactics of things that, what you learn. Um, I'm curious, like what makes you believe so strongly in that? And, uh, yeah. How have you seen that play out in your life?
1: Yeah, So I believe this to the core of my, my being. Um, don't get me wrong. you got to have tactics and you got to have the yeah. right strategy, but I could give you all the tactics in the world. If your mind isn't right, you're not going to take action. Execution trumps knowledge every single day of the week. right? knowledge isn't power. Like it's potential power execution trumps knowledge. Right. And so you need to be able to execute. You need to be able to keep going when things are difficult. You need to be, get, keep going in the face of uncertainty. You need to keep going when your family and your friends are telling you you're crazy, you can't do it. My mom sent me job applications. Until she came to my office two years after I started the business, I had an office, five thousand square foot office, with twenty people running around, and then all and it had like our big logo on the wall and stuff. And that's when she was like, she stopped sending me job applications, right? <laughs> <laughs> didn't know what I was doing, right? And I know that there's many people listening who are, oh, play it safe, go get a job, do this stuff. I'm Like that's fine, like you you can work a good career, right? But um, you need to have the mentality in order to basically do the opposite of what all of your peers are doing because we're a small crew, the entrepreneurs, right? And that's why it's so important that for people listening, you get around other like minded people um, and other entrepreneurs and you listen to them. You don't listen to naysayers, right? And so with that, the easiest way for me to, to share like its its mindset over tactics is think about all the courses and programs that are out there. How many how how six how what percentage of people are actually successful in your average coaching program or course program? For most people, it's pretty pretty small. Same information, same, what's the difference? The mind of the individual is it, right? And so whenever I have someone come into my coaching programs, anything like that, I beat them over the head with, here's how you manage your time, here's how you focus, here's how you control your thoughts, here's how you rewire your brain, like all kinds of stuff like how we get people started, and then we're ready to go out there and run the tactics. So um, not only have I seen it firsthand, I've witnessed it amongst all the people I know, all the people that... I've ever met who are doing seven figures, eight figures and beyond. They've all been all about mindset and personal development and growth and they read, right? Like very rarely. Now you don't have to be a personal development junkie to make that type of money and you don't have to be, but there's a strong correlation between being personal development and mindset related stuff and success in life.
0: Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. What would you say um, is your favorite like personal development book? top one or two books that you said, hands down. Do you have yeah, one?
1: So, oh, my, I I, mean, I probably read a thousand plus at this point. Um, so I'm going to give two answers here. One, I'm going to share them, the one that impacted me the most. I don't, I wouldn't recommend this to everybody right away because it's not for everybody. It, just, it depends on their stage and their evolution and, and their mind. And that's not a shot or anything. It's just a very deep book. The book that changed my life the most was A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, um, hands mm-hmm. down, a new earth Edgar Tolle just, it, it was handed to me by a fraternity brother, Mark Watson. If you ever see this, bro, you do the man um, where we've lost touch, but um, he handed it to me a week after I got my, my DUI and I'd been arrested for the third time, in like 18 months, but completely just shattered my the way I viewed reality. Now, the the best personal development book though i think anybody could ever read is actually what you said and that's poor, rich dad poor dad i think that's the easiest way to get started i think that's the easiest way to start expanding your mind and seeing things a little bit differently before we start getting into some of the more you know the deeper stuff yeah Rich dad, poor dad yeah. and then also awaken the giant within from tony robbins awaken the giant oh, yeah. within is a game changer for me
0: awesome i'm writing these down because i have Awaken the giant within um a new earth i'm gonna need to check out but I'm curious on this, Nick, you know, when you're going out throughout your your personal development journey and, you know, improving your mindset and things like that, what would you say is the biggest maybe mistake or wrong turn you made that looking back, you realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. And maybe, or maybe I didn't see this and, you know, now I do. So I advise people going through my trainings and, you know, courses and things like that to, you know, see this the other way.
1: So I think that the, the biggest mistake people can make, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, is to read and not do. So whenever you actually are reading something, it's much more powerful for you to slow down your reading, come up with an action plan based off of something you read, than it is to just read it and never change anything of your life, right? Like we all mm-hmm. know people who've read a million things about fitness, but they're overweight and bre- like, it's like, well, you don't actually do anything, you know? So I think that's the the biggest mistake. Um, and then the other one, and I didn't really make this, this is the biggest mistake I see with other people. I am not sure why, probably cause my, my dad introduced me to the person about all that stuff. I've always been open to investing, but like, you've got to invest in yourself. 100% you've got to invest in yourself. You invest in programs. I spent $20,000 going to Tony Robbins events. I've been to just about every event he's offered. Right. I've spent over, I did the math the other day. I've spent over $380,000 in the last three years on coaching and mentorships alone. Out the door. My ROI has been so strong on that because not only do I gain skill sets like we talked about earlier, um, but I also have connections now and networks and that type of stuff that came from those investments. So being invest in yourself before you go buy cars and, and crap like that, right? Like, I mean, spend money on you because that, that ROI that you can get
0: from that, it can be tenfold. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's powerful because you are your greatest asset at the end of the day. You are the, you and,
1: are the own CEO, whether you're in a job or not, you're the CEO of your own life and you dictate where you go. You might not feel like you have control, but that's because you're not around people who have who have taken control and taken life by the balls and mm. they're, they're open to it. I promise you that they exist out there, people who run life on their terms.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I want to go back to reading um, and learning with, you know, an action intent behind it and, you know, how people go wrong without taking action on the things that they're learning. Um, when you're like reading, you said like slow down a little bit and come coming up with actionable steps. What is your process like for for learning and Great reading question. that you go about to be able to implement things like right after? How do you go about that?
1: Great question. So I love. I have. You can't. I don't know if it just ever even be seen, but I've got a ton of books. Right, and this is just like a quarter of my books. I've got full shelves. There's books behind here. Um, I mm-hmm. now I now have all my books on Kindle. And the reason why is because i have a multi-pronged approach for how i go about learning stuff and installing in my brain so i will highlight everything everything that i think is remotely helpful on the kindle right so there's this little highlight option and then when i'm done with the book and i actually just did this literally last week um when i'm done with the book i will go through and i will put together a training on it for my team or for my coaching programs or whatever, somebody, right? And you don't have to have a, you don't have to have employees or anything like that to do this, but I will build a PowerPoint out of it and I will present that PowerPoint to people so that not only do I read it, then I must read it again, and then I actually build a PowerPoint presentation out of it. Right. I literally just did this for Alex Ramosi's brand new book. I read it in an afternoon and then I highlighted everything. Three days later I was teaching it to teaching the concepts to my marketing team. Right. I was using it to teach my internal employees so that it could stick in and grade in my head. Right. And so I only did part one. We've got multiple parts there, but that's how I love to learn. And so I love Kindle because then you can download the notes, send them to your phone, and you have to reread things in order for them to stick. Right. So that's one way I like to go about it. Another is because it's going to depend a little bit on the book. If it's an extremely, extremely tactical book, do the exercises they tell you to do. (laughs) like you know like i I bet that 90 percent of people don't actually do the exercise they don't do the visualization don't write the journal entries whatever it might be um do the exercise it tells you to do you know it's it's a very simple concept but like that's what people you know that's that's how things stick right it's repetition is the mother of all skill without repetition you can never remember anything you can never keep anything and so that's why i like to teach it too because teaching it makes you makes you be forced to be understanding of it right and and so if you're listening this, this Put it together and teach it to a friend. Find someone else who is, you know, in the entrepreneurial space, and you guys can teach each other stuff. And then you can go through and practice those things. One, you're, you're working on your presenting skills. You're working on your PowerPoint and skill building or uh, presentation building skills, which is enormous no matter what type of career you get into. And then you're also learning and having a good time.
0: That I've never heard that before. The building pre- PowerPoint presentation.
1: I build them all. I build it on all the time on books and i teach teamed or my coaching programs consulting programs whatever obviously giving credit where credit is due but i just i tell people straight up i read this amazing book here we go i'm
0: gonna share it with you i'm really curious on that what got you to start doing that and like how much time do you spend like creating these presentations and stuff?
1: yeah that's a great question boy what got me started doing that so i started doing that in 2018 when i first got started with the agency crusaders program um some of the first books that i did it with were essentialism and deep work two of my all-time favorite books uh for how to actually work and and run your life and i realized that the the feedback was just phenomenal and so i was like huh well maybe we're on to something here and then i just started doing it more and more over time and then i started learning about i have a book up here about mnemonic learning and how to actually learn and the best way to learn is to repeat and review things and see things multiple times and then teach it. So I was like, Hey, I'm kind of doing this already. Why don't I consciously do it? So I've been doing it for several years now at this point. And it's been enormously beneficial for me to get content or, um, get ideas to stick within the mind and make sure I go out there and take action.
0: With yeah, that's huge. And what does your process look like for building these presentations?
1: Yeah. So basically what's awesome is when you highlight stuff on Kindle, right? It makes it super easy for me to kind of build things sequentially and the highlighted stuff, I just take it and I, I, bu- I, I build a ton of PowerPoints. I run pitches, webinars, sales, all that stuff. So like, so I kind of geek out over those things because I love VSLs and video sales letters and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I basically just take a concept and I put like, you know, at, at the top of each PowerPoint slide, just to, you know, the theme for the slide, put a few notes and I just regurgitate it, but it makes it super easy because I've taken really good notes in the Kindle. So it all starts with a Kindle and taking really good notes.
0: Yeah, well, I I gotta ask you this because I just love the like physical copy yeah. of books and holding them. Like, was it hard to make the transition to Yep,
1: yeah, it it was. There's two things that were difficult. Because speaking of physicalness, because I'm also a big physical journal guy, I have like eight physical journals that basically tailored my career. I over the last year, I've actually moved to a, an app on my phone called Day One, and the reason been has simply been the convenience of being able to go back and find and get the information that I need when I need it, right? So like right now in the day one app, I can go back and look at what I was journaling about a year ago and it's super convenient. It also gives me no excuse not to do it. I can do it right in bed, right? And the same thing with books. I love physical books. Honestly, I'll buy physical books just to have them at this point. And sometimes buy buy them on regular here and on Kindle. Um, But when it comes down to like, when I start to think, why do I want to read a book? It's in order to gain knowledge. And what's the best way for me to get the knowledge? highlight, regurgitate, review the notes, and go train it on somebody. So it's really been more of a, a here's the best, here's how I'm going to get the most amount of use out of these things. Now, once yeah. I, you know, at some point when I'm just going to have an entire, you know, go spend like a quarter million dollars on books and just have them all, right, because I love books too. But it's a practicality thing. How am I getting the most effectiveness out of them? Because, again, I don't yeah. believe, like, one of my biggest fears For even people listening to this show like one of my biggest fears and i'm sure it might be for for you as well but like is is when people just get like this this mental masturbation of just like having things or listening listening stuff and they just don't actually go do. and i found that if i have it on the kindle i can i can it's much easier for me to regurgitate it's much easier for me to review the notes and that's why
0: i do it that's huge that's really huge and it's always like uh, what i'm hearing is you're thinking with the end in mind like i actually want to implement and learn these things well i'm not just you know in it for the entertainment of picking it up once or feeling as like
1: i was doing something productive that's another big thing that a lot of young entrepreneurs really get get caught up on and i know i have is fee- the feeling of feeling like you're productive are you moving the needle right mm-hmm. like, if you're under 50k a month with your business if you're not bringing in cash flow you're not being productive like just stop you know go get more cash flow you know yeah. and so, like um it's always just a fear of mine is, is think people thinking they're productive. I used to think I was productive back in the day. Oh, I need to get the logo. We're paying for our logo. We're paying for our website. You know, we're paying for this. We're, you know, writing blog articles that are going to go out there and magically people are going to come to us. I was doing everything except going out, outbounding and getting clients, you know? And so um, yeah. I always have a fear of people who just take in information and don't actually do anything with it.
0: Let's dive into that. Like when you're, you talk about, Um, You know, people just reading and and learning. And we talked about with books, having, you know, action, um, action steps, doing them, like going out right after you read something and doing it. Um, When people get into the habit of, you know, mental masturbation, like you said, of just listening and doing and not doing and going through that process, what are some of the things you have them do or, or advise them to do to break that mold to like actually go out and do something? Um, yeah. with it
1: that's that's a great question and, and so if they're going to come in my coaching programs i will hold you accountable accountability is the biggest thing what do you mm-hmm. what are you going to take this week to move the needle send it in right we have accountability calls that go through here's what we're going to do this week here's how many calls we're going to book here's how many emails we're going to send here's how many ads we're going to write whatever whatever it might be right for, for your respective business and mm-hmm. you need to always be asking yourself as you're as you're doing this like is this moving the needle is this making me money Chances are if it's not making you money, it's not moving the needle, right? Now there's, look, there's operations, there's things that happen. You need to start getting above 50K and even before that. But for the most part, like you should be focused on sales. Um, Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy actually has has some really good insights on that as well, which is a phenomenal book.
0: Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster? Yeah, Entrepreneur
1: Roller Coaster. Darren Hardy, he's the same guy who wrote Compound Effect, which is also another amazing book.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, there's so many amazing books. It's like there's not enough time all in the day to read them all. the knowledge is
1: out there. That's what's crazy. All the knowledge is out there. It's free for us to go out and grab. And we're sitting in this country and there's so many people who are just like all they see is hatred and anger and lack of opportunity. It's like, where, where, where are you looking? It's crazy. We all live in alternate realities. It's it's quite shocking. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. so many books out there, man. And yeah. another thing on that is, uh, you know, the the old Jim Rohn quote was something I always live by as well is like, Formal education will make you a living, self-education will make you a fortune.
0: Mm, That was, that's huge. And let me ask you this, like, it sounds like maybe your dad introduced you to, you know, personal development and growth or or what really triggered that in you um, to, to really dive in. I'm not entirely
1: sure. Um, I've always been a competitive individual. I've always had a very addictive personality um, my dad did listen and introduce me to Earl Nightingale and, you know, Zig Ziglar and some of those things, but I wasn't really paying attention when I was in high school when he was kind of playing him in the background. Um, he, he was a real estate, and he's in a lot of different, you know, business, business stuff. And he was the one who really brought me the idea of the big dreams and dreaming huge and how I don't need to think small. And for that, I'm for, forever grateful, love him, love him to death um why i latched onto it i think that i was just in so much pain that i was covering up through drugs alcohol substance abuse you know all that type of stuff that i needed some an outlet and when i started reading you know awaken the giant within and in newer specifically those two books that like one two as far as the biggest profound impacts on me i realized that there could be more to life and once i got a taste of it like that was my new cocaine like it wasn't actual coke, like the, the the greatest sweetest highs in life come from fulfillment achieving goals knocking things down and really just making the best version of yourself and so i got addicted to that so i basically just i'm still a very addictive personality like i work all the time like non-stop i don't need to like I, if i you know i mean i don't have fu money i don't have you know nine figure money or whatnot but like you know i live a very simple lifestyle i don't you know spend money on much um, but I love work, and I love the, the grind love the fulfillment that comes from it. So I think that I just got – I shifted the com- com- competitive addiction to work and really fell in love with that. And my dream when I was growing up was to be a professional basketball player. My uncle told me when I was like eight, he's like, you're short and you're white. You're never going to make it. So he killed my dream. But in business, anybody can compete right? So I think Gary Vaynerchuk, it was the one who said this first. I don't remember who said it first, but I heard it from somewhere where like Monday morning, I get to put my game jersey on and ain't nobody can stop me because the competition's wide open. So
0: that's the way I view it from a competitive standpoint. Dude, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And I know we kind of went away from it, but I want to bring us back to, you know, when you were starting out your, your business with your business partner and you go through that period of, you know, t- I, I don't know, was it a year or 10 a month months of where
1: sales and then 10 months to seven figures?
0: A year of no sales, and then you get the course, something clicks. First off, what was it that clicked in your head? And then also, how did you have that like compounding exponential growth after that?
1: Yep. Yeah, so I was trying to sell websites and SEO back before I was introduced to Billy Jean. I didn't really understand the websites. I didn't really understand the SEO. I was really struggling to sell it. I had a lot of conversations with people about it. Nobody bid. Uh, Billy introduced this. Billy did two things. Number one, he introduced the idea of Facebook ads. And I'm like, well, that's, that makes sense to me. Cause I'm a very like, let's go, 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 go guy. You put up an ad and within an hour you can have leads coming. I'm like, that, that makes sense to me. I like that much better than SEO where it's going to take six months and I don't know whether you're actually going to make any, get anywhere. But that was number one. And number two, was custom video prospecting. So basically the idea of shooting a video on Camtasia and then emailing it over to a prospect, right? And saying, hey, I would do custom video prospecting. And I got my first client with one of my first 20 custom videos I sent. And I from there on out, I had 20 custom videos a week, every week for about a year and a half until we were doing about 200 grand a month. Um, and then we moved, I learned how to crack ads and webinars and all that stuff. But it was a custom video prospecting idea. And when it goes back to this idea of tact or mindset over tactics, let's just say that there's Billy's huge, right? I'm sure you know Billy James, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Billion billion views. He's had tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people exposed to that same custom video prospecting idea. And there's probably point zero zero one percent who, you know, were able to, to take it to the same level it. That we were. And I'm not saying that's something big for me. I just think that it was, I think that it had a lot to do with mindset, right? I had a lot to do with mindset. It had a lot to do with the fact that I kept going. Some people might've said 20 once I sent 20 every week, wrote 20 handwritten notes, made phone calls, Every single week I scraped every city in America for the types of clinics and the types of uh, medical practice we were looking for. And so I just got after I mean Christmas Eve, I was shooting custom videos, right? And I would reward myself with a shot of liquor every time I finished a video. You know, by the time by the eighth, eighth video, I stopped doing them because <laughs> my chat and shit and I was slurring. But you know, I was shooting videos on Christmas Eve. Like it was just a never-ending game at that point.
0: Dude, that it, I want to hit that point home too. It's like so many people can be presented with an amazing idea like custom videos and some take it and run with it. Like you do scale your business, you know, set to seven figures in 10 months. I'm sure it wasn't just that, but that part a, a big role in, um, that, but then some just hear it and it just goes right over their head and they don't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, man. I'll like, I don't mean to oversimplify business. There's a lot of complexities. Um, but when you're getting started and getting that first 10 K 50 K, like, because there's no other humans involved, the real complexity in business starts when you have to start employing individuals and running teams and dealing with other humans. Um, business is pretty damn simple. Like the tactics are pretty simple. Like, and a lot of people are exposed to the various, there isn't a secret tactic that you're going to get. If you're trying to start like a client business or trying to start like a consulting business or an agency or, you know, a lot of real estate, whatever. Right? Like the tactics are pretty damn simple. So, you know, you go, you, you set out a message in front of the you, you develop an avatar, First, you have an offer. Then you develop an avatar. You figure out where the avatar hangs out. You send them messages. Rinse, repeat. Like that's how you get started, you know. But most people aren't willing to put in the, the grind, the work, the effort, sacrifice, deal with the no's, the rejection, the FU's, whatever, right? And so, like people overcomplicate this stuff, and they're looking for a silver bullet. And I'm here to tell you, there is no silver bullet. The silver bullet is work, right? Outworking people, outsacrificing individuals is huge. Now, do you need to do it forever? No. Another quote that I've lived by, and I got a lot of them, right? But it's, and I have actually have this hanging downstairs in my my living room with my fiance because we both have the same viewpoint. She's an entrepreneur as well. It's entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like no one else will, so you can spend the rest of your life like no one can. And I'm coming out of the the tail end of that at this point, where now it actually it's probably good for me to slow down, just because most of my big decisions revolve around being really smart thinking wise it's not so much hustle 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 right now because one decision can really set the course for things um but man i'm am i glad i I bought into that mentality because it's led me to you know very being very blessed at this point
0: yeah man that's huge i'm so glad that you harped on that because I used to, you know, think for silver bolts and I still catch myself sometimes. And I know that yeah. young entrepreneurs do, it's like, what's the tactic? What's the, secret dude, the like? eight minute ads has sold like a billion, eight minute abs has sold like a
1: billion dollars worth of products. People want to get abs in eight minutes. Like it's just, you know, it's human nature, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone wants a silver bowl, you know, mm-hmm. and people don't want to buy the, the slow moving you know, slow target, right? An example from the Hermosi book that I thought was fantastic is look at the market for meditation. Meditation is good for you, it will relax you. I meditate every day, it's enormous for understanding your thoughts and d- digging deep within. It improves your focus, it improves your happiness, all that stuff. Now, what else really it'll relieve anxiety? You know what else will relieve anxiety? Xanax. What's the bigger market, Xanax or meditation? xanax yes. is like a bazillion dollar market right because people are looking for that instant response i'm telling you delaying gratification is the best thing you'll ever do right Jocko willing says discipline equals freedom the more discipline you have the more you're able to delay your gratification the more gratification you will eventually have and people can look at my life and look at things i've done over the last several years like man would you have fun i'm like dude this is fun and now i can do whatever i want you know and so like as sacrifice in those several years was was huge but what's crazy about it is now I can kind of do whatever I want if I really wanted to like I just want to work and keep building stuff you know and having fun like you get fulfillment from it so anyways yeah it's uh people are always looking for the silver bullet there isn't one no one's coming to save you you got to go out there and get after it pick something and run with it if you wanna be in real estate, go learn how to flip homes. There's a billion people flipping homes, it works. You wanna get running e commerce, go do e commerce. You wanna get in an agency, go to an agency. You wanna get in consulting, get into consulting. There's no silver bullet, stick with one. Most people are especially people who are just getting started, they're perennial niche hoppers. Not just niches like from what they're focused on, like, oh I'm gonna go from e commerce selling to from dogs to selling to cat toys, right? It's I'm gonna go from e commerce to agency to this, that's like no, you've you just gotta put in the grind and you have to suck for a while and that's okay. Right. There's a lot of business models out there that'll work in this day and age.
0: Yeah. It's like they all work, but it's just, you have to get past that barrier. Yeah.
1: There's no silver bullet. You got to get past the barrier. It's going to suck. And it's going to be hard. Get over it. You know, it's a lot harder working for 50 years with no money and, you know, living a miserable life. Right. So like, that's what another thing that keeps me going. You're talking about building the hunger. I picture myself on my deathbed, not being the full potential of what I could have been and not, really giving it my all i never want to kobe bryant said this and, and i love it um i never want to look back and be like man i wish i would have would have tried harder or, or worked harder during certain stages right like there's nothing worse than than regret you know there's the old saying the pain of discipline or the pain of regret which one do you want discipline is way more fulfilling
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow that's huge oh my gosh i relate with that so much because people are like why do you do this why do you do that but it's like discipline is what sets you free at the end of the day i think i mean i think that's a, a great place to leave it. it is just there's no literally no silver bullet and people who are niche hopping aren't going to make it because you get to going where you know you're, you're about to break through almost but then you hop and then you hop and it just sets you up at ground zero again
1: it happens over and over and over again
0: wow that's awesome well um nick thanks so much, you know, for, for sharing that, how the mindset, you know, the, the books, the tactics on actually taking what you learn and putting it into practice, the book suggestions, everything there. Um, I just want to say thanks for, for coming on the show and sharing, and also, you know, where can people, um, you know, get involved with you, learn from you more and, you know, any last words you have.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. First, I really appreciate being here and, the opportunity to, to talk to, to anyone who will listen about the opportunity that exists for everybody out there right it is a huge passion my one of my long-term goals is to overthrow the traditional educational system i believe that education traditional education especially government funded education is both directly and indirectly the the cause of just about every single problem, including all the systemic you know, racism, all that type of stuff, is really because of a terrible education system that needs updating. And so anybody who's down to listen, who's open, I always want to share with them, let you guys know the opportunity has never been bigger. If you think your business is saturated, it's not. And honestly, you want to be in a business that's saturated, especially if you're under hundred a month because you don't know how to find a niche that's not saturated yet, and that's okay. There's plenty of room in every single marketplace. So just get after it. Keep listening to people like yourself and studying and making shit happen. Go out there, execute. Right? That's really my last word. And if if people want to find me, if you wanna, you know, learn some more. I'm on uh, Instagram, it's N-I-K-D-Robbins, R-O-B-B-I-N-S, Nick D Robbins. And then also, if you're an agency owner or if you're just an entrepreneur and business owner, you want to you wanna hear, um, you know, I've got a Facebook group where I share a ton on, of strategies on tactics. Especially if, if you're any type of service-based business, then it'd be a good group for you. Um, it's called the Seven Figure Agency Sales and Marketing Secrets-Crusader Nation with a K. So that's K-R-U-S-A-D-E-R Nation. So if you just search seven-figure Crusader Nation, you'll find it. That's the best place to connect with me there. I'm in there every single week sharing new stuff, sharing new things, and, uh, yeah, just want to make the world a better place, man.
0: Dude, amazing. Thanks so much. You got it, Pierce. Thanks so much, man.